and welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. Too often our secular culture paints God completely out of the picture and has an overpowering influence on the choices that we make. This was the case for our guests, two sisters, Melissa Chamberlain and Christina McSwain, who although they loved the Lord and went to church and attended a Christian school, found themselves sucked into a culture and influences that gradually drew them away from their childhood faith and into a self-destructive lifestyle. Christina and Melissa, welcome to Eddie's Written Canada. Thank you, it's yeah. nice to be here. So, Christina and Melissa, can we start with how you grew up and how you drifted away from the spiritual influences of your childhood years? So we grew up in Oshawa, Ontario, Canada, and we did grow up in the Adventist school. And, um, you know, our grandma was a really big influence on us when it came to being a Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, she did teach us how to keep the Sabbath. And um, it was just in our own homes, uh, we didn't keep the Sabbath. And we had a lot of uh, poor influences in our home. Uh, we watched television a lot and things like that. And um, so we, we just kind of drifted away. We stopped going to church early on in our childhood. And um, we, like television and musicians and things like that just became our idols instead of Jesus. How did you feel about your relationship with Jesus? Like you went to a Christian school? Yeah, so we, we did love Jesus when we were children and um, we used to resolve that we would die for him one day. And um, you know, those influences around us took over and we ended up straying away from those convictions. <laughs> I guess it was kind of like we forgot about Jesus. Yeah. All those things kind of replaced our feelings for him. Um, but I would say that those feelings were still there in our hearts because I did, I did give my heart to Jesus when I was young. Um, but those things kind of, um, those snares that we fell into just blinded us to what we knew and loved about Jesus. What was it like in your home between your parents? Um, not good. Um, they did end up getting divorced um, when I was eight years old. Um, so that definitely uh, was difficult to deal with as a child, of course. So at what stage did you start drifting away? Um, probably in our teens, right? Like for me, it was my teen years. I, I did love Jesus up until I was like 12, 13. I, I continued loving him, but I, I just got pulled into a bad lifestyle because different people came to our school that were more worldly and um, kind of got influenced by them. And we became closer to those people than the ones that were Ad Adventist and like the good influences. So the world started seeming more appealing and it pulled us away. Um, I would say it kind of started when we did stop going to church too. Mm -hmm. um, it was, we were young children when we stopped going to church because our, our parents stopped going. So mm -hmm. we kind of just followed that example. Um, even though our grandma was still going um, and she would invite us to church and things like that. It just, we just ended up drifting away. And then as um, the teenage years came, uh, school became more difficult. Um, I personally lost my concentration in school mm -hmm. and I ended up dropping out before I even finished high school. Me as well. And, yeah. 
all I wanted to do was just watch music videos all day, um, you know, watch movies, um, listen to the rock music, and those musicians definitely became a big idol for me. I'd go to concerts all the time, yeah. things like that. There was really no government in our home after our parents separated, so we pretty much took care of ourselves. <laughs> so you were in control of yourselves. What mm -hmm. brought you back to the Lord? Um, so in 2009, I met my husband, um, and then 2013, we had our daughter, Siobhan. And in 2017, she started uh, school, and um, I had determined that I would send her to the same Adventist school that I went to as a child. And it was because, my reasoning at that time was because I trusted everybody there. And so when she did start the school, um, memories from my childhood started coming back when I went into that school with her. So I heard a song um, that I heard from my childhood um, that actually reminded me of my love for Jesus as a child. And I believe that the Holy Spirit started using uh, that to influence me and soften my sinful heart at that point. And then shortly after that, very shortly, it was the same month, um, my sister texted me and she texted me saying, um, Jesus is coming soon. You need to get the Sabbath off. And so I looked at the text kind of confused at first because she had been living the same sinful lifestyle I had and was not keeping the Sabbath herself at all. Uh, so um, I texted her back and I was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, first of all, we, we do have time still. Um, why, did, why don't you think we have time before Jesus comes? Well, yeah, I told her, how do you not see that this is different now? Because um, I had been getting these convictions when I was pregnant because I, I think my mind was clear because I wasn't no longer drinking or smoking. And so the Holy Spirit was able to reach me and he kept using everything that I knew for some reason, bringing back Bible verses that I didn't even know were there, like woe to those who are pregnant or to those who are breastfeeding in those days. Um, and I was wondering like what was going on. I thought maybe I was having anxiety or something because I had had anxiety in the past. But I started to recognize that it was the Holy Spirit calling me. So I realized, you know, time is short. We need to wake up. And so I was trying to tell anybody I could that Jesus was coming soon. I even told my atheist husband and he acted like I was crazy. <laughs> and I was like, I need to tell somebody. So I texted her because I was like, she thinks the same as me. So maybe she'll get it. <laughs> and it took her saying it again, where she said, no, how do you not see this time as different? Um, the the natural disasters are increasing. Mm -hmm. So all the birth pains are getting closer together. She remembered that from the Bible, from our childhood. And so she said that to me. And then I had a conviction at that point that it was true and that I did need to start getting the Sabbath off and that Jesus was definitely coming again soon. Christina, did you follow up? Like, did you get the Sabbath off work? Yeah, so at that point, I followed my conviction and I asked my boss for the Sabbath off. And at this time I was in a management position and I had been there for 13 years. And so if you think about it, that is kind of uh, um, something that an employer might think, well, after 13 years, she's now asking for the Sabbath. But you know, this employer accommodated my request and um, they gave me the Sabbath off. So I did start going back to church every Sabbath. And that's where my journey back to the Lord began. The Lord was really leading you because even your employer giving you off 
the yeah. Sabbath after so many years. Exactly. It was so, a miracle. Yes. You know? So you knew God was in control. Yeah. Yes. So can you tell us about your mother getting cancer and how that influenced your lives? Yeah, so she she came and she told us that she had cancer, um, which was actually the same month that Siobhan started school and Melissa sent me that text. And um, yeah, so that happened all at the same time. And so when she told me that she had cancer and the type of cancer that she had, um, I was convicted to stop eating meat right away. And the reason is because I had recently read an article saying that meat particularly red meat, is one of the number one causes of cancer, particularly for this cancer that she has. And so that was the last day that I ever ate meat. So our mom, um, she had to go through treatment, and they had told her that, um, you know, they were going to have to do surgery and all these things, and it was going to be life-altering. But and they also told her they would only be able to shrink the cancer about 50% and then they would have to do surgery. Yeah. So um, they, we talked to her about the meat eating and she actually got convicted to give up the meat as well. And um, when she gave up the meat, she started following the treatments and everything and she actually surprised the doctors because when they went to do the checkup, um, the tumor was completely gone. So she was very thankful for yeah, that. Yeah, so she didn't have to have surgery. Mm -hmm. the, the treatment just shrunk the tumor and it was yeah, completely gone. Two miracles, three miracles in one month. God was speaking to you. Yes. That is incredible. And using all those things together to lead us all back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Our whole family. So what other lifestyle changes did you make personally? Well, for myself, um, I had always struggled with appetite. Um, in my childhood, I had struggled with uh, overeating. Um, I'd always tried different diets um, that never worked. And all the way up, uh, even after I met my husband, I was trying all sorts of crash diets. Um, and, you know, I did manage to lose about 40 pounds before I came, became pregnant with my daughter. And, but after pregnancy, I gained it all back again. So after giving birth to my daughter, I was nearly 300 pounds. I, I didn't want to be that heavy. I wanted a solution. And so when I did come back to the Lord, um, I, I noticed that anytime I tried to read his word, my mind would be foggy and I wouldn't be able to understand what I was reading in his word. And I prayed and asked the Lord how I get close with him um, if my mind is so foggy. And he led me to the health message. And so I started studying about how to eat healthier. I had already given up meat, of course, at that point, but I gave up alcohol, I gave up caffeine, and I gave up, um, well, I had given up tobacco a few years ago. When I say give up, I don't mean that immediately I was able to say, okay, this is done. Like I was with the meat, it was a little bit harder, particularly with caffeine. So one day I was studying and a question popped into my mind and I said, why did Jesus fast in the wilderness? And I was like, yeah, why did Jesus fast in the wilderness? So I, I looked it up and um, what it said was, the Lord endured the fast in the wilderness. He knew the hold that appetite would have on the human race. And um, he knew that we would choose indulgence of appetite and it would actually replace God in our lives. And then I read that we can overcome our appetite through Jesus because he already went through that fast in the wilderness for us. and 
he overcame the, on the point of appetite so that we could overcome through him. So I now was able to overcome my eating habits through Jesus. And I grabbed onto that promise really quickly because of how badly I wanted out of the trap of my obesity. And so I started prayerfully changing my eating habits and asking Jesus to help me every time I'd get tempted. So it started with the caffeine because that was a struggle. Um, so I'd ask the Lord, anytime I was tempted, I'd say, Lord, please take this temptation from me. And each time I would resist, I would get stronger for the next time. Um, and, you know, there's sometimes setbacks. I would, I would um, give in and then I would have to struggle harder the next time. <laughs> but I learned that. I learned that I had to struggle harder when I gave in. So I stopped giving in so easily and I would fight harder with Jesus. And he, he helped me gain the victory over those things. So what does that look like fighting harder with Jesus? More prayer. Um, so asking the Lord to help you um, resist the temptation because he has great power to help us come out from under the power of the enemy, which is Satan. Satan's power is so great and he has a hold on us. Um, we, we in our own strength can't defeat Satan's power. But Christ has a power greater than Satan's power. And so when we turn to Jesus and we ask for help, he can take us out from under Satan's power. And so that's the only way that we can do it. We can't do it on our own. So Melissa, can you tell us about the struggles that you were experiencing? Uh, yeah, so when I had Amelia, my first daughter, I um, obviously gave up drinking and smoking. Um, but I had a, an addiction to those things. But when I got pregnant, I gave them up. And after I gave birth to her, I was looking forward to going back to those things. And so I did continue on that path after having my first daughter. Obviously, it wasn't as crazy as before, but I, um, uh, and I also had an awareness of how bad it was because I would shamefully hide it from her. I didn't want her to ever see me smoke. And I did um, say a silent prayer at that time that, you know, Lord, please help me to stop smoking. I don't want my daughter to see me doing this. And then when I was pregnant with my second daughter is when I got the conviction to come back to the Lord. And so I was no longer looking forward to doing those things after giving birth to my second daughter. And when I continued on that path with the Lord, I had to start overcoming those things and I didn't right away unfortunately I gave up smoking right away but the drinking I still drank a little bit here and there um, with my husband and you know I was trying to read prophets and kings at that time and I was looking forward to reading it that night and my husband asked me you know let's go out and drink rum on the porch and so I had gone out to drink with him and I just got this like terrible guilt feeling in my gut I was like I need to stop doing this I can't do this anymore so I worked up the nerve to tell my husband, who is an atheist, um, you know, I can't do this anymore. I need to get back, get closer to the Lord. And he understood, thankfully, because, um, you know, he did know me prior to having kids and me and him actually bonded together over our drinking. I used to drink like five times a week and I would get like so drunk that I would fall asleep type drunk. Like it wasn't just light drinking. It was like a real problem that I had, so. Thankfully, the Lord was able to take that away from me pretty easily after I surrendered it. So you, I did have to surrender it to him and come to that choice myself. Did you ever have problems with 
with eating as well? Yeah, so um, I struggled with body image my whole life. I starved myself and I just had like this terrible relationship with food. I hated food. And so my struggle with food was kind of the opposite of hers where I really just didn't want to eat it. I didn't, I thought it was bad. And after I came back to the truth, you know, I had to surrender vanity and all those things and just redevelop my relationship with food. And so now I see it so different. I see it as something that nourishes me and <laughs> heals me. And so, yeah, I've made a lot of changes in that regard as well. So when you hated food, that means you would starve yourself? Yeah, I could go for like 10 days at a time without eating. And then, but then I would like bounce back and like eat too much. And then I would go back to starving. And like, it was, it was a big struggle I had, yeah. I wanted to be really thin. And now that I see how really thin people look, like anorexic people, I'm like, why was I thinking that? Like I would aim to look like a skeleton. That was like my dream. <laughs> but the Lord changed my whole way of thinking. So you and your husband kind of bonded over drinking? Yes, we actually got drunk our, on our first date and we would drink like every night together. It was like the thing we would do. And then when I got pregnant with my daughter, um, he promised he would stop drinking, but you know, he couldn't do it in his own strength. So there was a lot of conflict there. But you know, as my influence um, started impressing upon him. When I came back to the Lord, he has now given up drinking. He hasn't drank in over a year now. And he also quit smoking as well. So I'm very thankful for that as well. So the Lord's working on him too. <laughs> and I understand he's been doing Bible studies. Yes, he actually did Bible studies with me for about a year. Um, and he no longer is atheist. He does believe in the Lord. He just doesn't know yet how to you know, develop that relationship. So we're still praying for him. <laughs> And Christina, did you also struggle with alcohol? I, yeah, before my daughter was born, um, I had similar struggles as Melissa with alcohol. And I could drink really um, strong alcohol. Um, I used to drink deck, Jack Daniels and tequila would be my main drink of choice. And um, mixed together. <laughs> and I basically had a stomach of steel where I could just handle anything. Um, I just didn't feel anything, right? So, so yeah, I had those times as well. But when my daughter was born, um, it did help me stop um, that heavy drinking. And then I kind of just moved into red wine in the evening. So you struggled with eating. How did your daughter relate to that? Like, did you feed her well? I, I did. I did my best to feed her as best as I could. Um, it was easier for me when she was still a baby. I did nurse her for three years, and that definitely helped with her health and her immunities. She was not ever sick. Um, and I also, her first foods were very healthy. I fed her avocado and um, all those things, natural foods. Um, but as she grew and she started wanting to mimic me and wanting to eat the things I ate, it, it then became harder um, to keep her on track with eating healthy. So I would give her healthy things, but then also she'd want what I was eating too. And so she started developing um, those wrong habits as well. So I was trying to keep her from it the best I could in my own strength. But of course I needed the Lord to help me. You had influences on your husbands, on your children, on your mother. What about your dad? Um, our dad was very influenced by us. Um, it actually started with Facebook. I was posting, you know, quotes about the Lord coming soon and things like that. And he was kind of separated from us at that point. He kept his distance because he was 
an alcoholic and he was, um, you know, still drinking and trying to keep it from us, I guess. And so when we started posting those things, I think the Lord started softening his heart and um, he started wanting to, you know, turn back to the Lord. He always loved Jesus as well. Um, when we were kids, he used to always say prayers with us and, you know, he, lo he loved the Lord. Um, so I think our influence just brought him back to that realization. And, you know, we were praying for him. He was praying for a way out and something did happen to wake him up and he ended up surrendering to the Lord and the Lord took alcohol from him. All he had to do was surrender it. He asked the Lord, you know, take this from me. I'll surrender to you. I'll do whatever you want. Just help me. And then to stay on track, um, he started reading his Bible every day and he read Steps to Christ and a bunch of books that helped him draw closer to Jesus and learn about the Lord more and more. So Melissa and Christina, you are both very good cooks. And Mike and I know because we have tasted your delicious food. Were you always good at preparing food? No, <laughs> not at all. Before I came back to the Lord, I would just order food all the time and never bothered with cooking. It was when I started wanting to uh, eat health healthier that I learned how to prepare food and I had to do it very prayerfully. And um, there was a lot of mistakes made and a lot of learning to be done, but the Lord helped us both become good cooks. There's a way to make um, healthful food taste amazing. You don't have to have stimula stimulating harmful foods to have your food taste good and have you relish your food. So the Lord, what he did is he taught us to replace all harmful articles of food with healthful articles of food. And so, we eliminated everything out of our diet that's stimulating or harmful in any way, and we applied that to our cooking. So uh, you also started a business where you're selling your food and making meals for other people. Yes. Um, so we have a health kitchen. It's called Country Care Kitchen. And um, we sell plant-based baked goods like uh, plant-based cheesecakes and date squares and carob tarts and things like that. We don't sell chocolate or anything, um, we've replaced the chocolate with carob. And uh, we also um, sell bread and um, there's a, we sell meals as well, healthful meals. So you also have a media ministry called Overcoming Through Christ. Um, you started some big things, was that kind of scary for you? Uh, everything is scary unless you depend on the Lord. <laughs> Especially <laughs> so, for us. <laughs> yeah, so we just let the Lord lead with that. Um, by nature, I don't get up there and speak in front of people. It's definitely something that the Lord leads me to do. And He had us start that ministry. And, you know, He wants us to share what we know. He wants us to share with people what He's done for us. And no matter what our feelings are, we should go ahead and do what the Lord would have us do, because it brings glory to Him. What I like about the two of you is that you're sisters, but you pray together. Like if you're struggling with something or you get an idea and you're just like, ah, oh, should I do this? You kind of call each other and you say, hey, can you pray with me about this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we do do that. And, you know, we're getting a lot better at doing that. There's still um, a work in progress in some areas, but um, definitely if I get a conviction on something, then I'll say, Melissa, you should also pray to the Lord and ask him um, about it as well so that she's on the same page and things like that. And how do you feel about that, Melissa? You get ever offended? No, 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 no. it works out for us because, um, 
you know, I get some convictions that I have to say the same thing to her about. And, you know, it just goes both ways. <laughs> Final question. A Bible text. Do you have a favorite Bible text or one that, that really motivates you? Um, yeah, so Matthew 6, verse 33 um, has really helped to change my own life. Um, it's, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Um, the first time I heard this verse is when I came back to the Lord, and I was actually attending a meeting at the church, and this verse came up on the screen. My mind was cloudy at that time. I didn't fully understand it at the time, but when I read it and tried to understand it, it convicted my heart of my sinful nature, and I knew I had to change and seek the Lord. And I was like, how could I ever put the kingdom of heaven first before these things that I'm in? Like, even just thinking about my job, like, how could I put that first? And so I was just really trying to understand it and understand what it meant. And so I went home and I prayed and I asked the Lord to forgive me of all my sins and to help me um, get closer with Him and to do everything He could to get me to heaven. And from there on, I, I just kept seeking the Lord and His righteousness and I, seeking to do exactly what His will is in all things. And um, it's definitely working out. So, Melissa and Christina, we have come to the end of our program. But before we let you go, Christina, I wonder if you could pray for our viewers. There might be some that are watching that are struggling with alcohol and tobacco and um, maybe even um, overeating or undereating, an eating disorder. I wonder if you could pray that they will be gain victory in Christ just like you and Melissa have. Yes, of course. Dearest, most precious Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, so much that we were able to be on It Is Written and share with the viewers what you've done for us and how you've helped us to overcome. Father, I ask that you please bless the viewers and anybody, Lord, that's struggling with any of these things that we spoke about. It's only our characters, Lord, that we bring with us to heaven. And Father, I just I ask that you please prepare us and help us, Lord, to be ready for your kingdom. I love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Melissa and Christina, thank you very much for coming on It Is Written Canada. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Friends, freedom of choice is one of the most precious gifts God has entrusted to us. Unfortunately, we too often make poor choices, which may lead to destructive habits that enslave us, damage our health, and even ruin our lives. Our free offer for you is the Special Steps to Christ Recovery Edition. This powerful book includes a 12-step recovery program, empowering you to overcome harmful habits and addictions. Above all, you will come to know Jesus Christ, the only one who can heal and restore, strengthen and encourage, as well as bring true balance and meaning to your life. You too can experience the fullness of life found in the words of Jesus when he said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca. Or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. 
Once again, thank you so much for listening.